0: Welcome to the Fight Forces a Podcast. I'm your host, Uncle Fox. I'm here with, uh, today and we're here with Sal Martinez. How are you doing, Sal?
1: Good, thank you.
0: All right, man. So, we, you know, we got in contact through uh, Facebook. You know, I think it was the Pomo Group. Keep seeing you're uh, your making uh, um, singing sticks, and then we kind of just started connecting from there. So, you know, just, um, that's how we met, you know. But I used to live out there in Lake County, you know, right now, but right now I'm in Arizona, so um we were just talking about the uh, pomo linguistics that they have about you know and it's weird how they chose uh you know kashaya well on there it says kashaya and then ours is southeastern pomo mm-hmm. and, um i think it's uh, uh it, it really helped out toward the you know in the future when it when it came out that they had all this stuff i didn't know they had all this stuff in the library did you
1: yeah yeah, there was, uh, there's quite a bit of information that they um, scanned, um, mm-hmm. made it uh, free to view on the uh, California language archives. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was really neat. I think that was done like back in like 2013. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They started a long time ago. Oh, let me mm-hmm. You just let everybody know where you're from, Sal.
1: Oh, yeah. So uh, introductions. uh uh, sal martinez uh, my name is sal martinez i I am from the coast
2: uh, mm-hmm.
1: i I live on the uh river mouth and and the uh staggers along villages and uh currently I serve as a uh, trustee on the uh, oh, cool. Porn arena Schools board of trustees. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on my second term, and this time this time around, I'm the clerk. Um, uh, formerly uh, tribal secretary of the Manchester Banpooma Indians of the Manchester Pointerina Rancheria. okay. Uh, amateur, uh, amateur linguist, historian, uh, and lover of grass game.
0: Hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. and is 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 your uh, your tribal land is that ancestral land? Are you on or is it close by or like at Elam, we're right on where we, we've been for years. I mean
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, ours is uh ours is actually it used to be, well, you know, the name Padahao. Pada is mm-hmm. the river, and then uh the, and then the how is the open mouth.
3: Okay. And so
1: and so it's actually um like if you were to go out to the lighthouse and and look at the mouth of the river from there. Our village would be like across the river in the field there. We're now where the Sternetta ranch is at. Okay. Yeah. So like when they pretty much came in, like they, you know, they ended up pushing us back all the farther up river and the, and, and like Manchester side was, uh, was the, uh, was the, like pretty much the second ranch for us, you know, was, mm. was the second land for us.
0: So, okay mm-hmm oh yeah because we like at Elam, you know we've been there for a long time i mean you know of course it was bigger but now it's down 50 acres so mm-hmm. a lot of other um i think upper lakes kind of in that area to their ancestral land but mm. some other places like robinson is not in their ancestral land and you know and and other other tribes but i mean some of the pomo tribes did stay in their area you know at the time
1: yeah we were pretty lucky i mean considering mm-hmm. that you know, when the Spanish came, um, the Spanish then turned Mexican government uh, during that time. I mean, they were they were here briefly from what I from what I gathered from history stuff mm-hmm. that they were here, uh, they came in contact with us, but they were here for like about seven years. So it yeah. wasn't very long. and mm-hmm. then and then they transferred over to the, um, you know, what was it with the signing of uh, the the Hidalgo de Hidalgo de Castillo mm-hmm. uh, treaty that California became part of the United States uh, in 1850. Yeah. And then and and then that time, that's when the first governor of California signed uh, signed legislation for the act for the government for the government and protection of Indians. Okay. Yeah.
0: And I and I always let people know here that in Arizona, you know, we when we met the Russians first too, before we even met right. the European I mean we we dealt with you know they were here first and then we start dealing with you know with, um, Spaniards and then came European chapter mm-hmm. so I mean
1: yeah yeah I, I always tell people that about how like uh you know um there's some peoples that dealt with like you know say like two maybe one like wave a wave of uh uh wave of colonization but we yeah. experienced three yeah or, uh, you know Kashaya first uh encountered the Russians and then uh, and then ours was like the Spanish, partly Russian and then and then the Americans.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always hear there's some like a legend, like, you know, old legend tells that there is some Pomo's that went to Russia that didn't, didn't, yeah. didn't come back.
4: Yep. Yeah.
1: And uh, over in Russia, they actually have the in the museum. One of the museums over there, they actually have like, you know, Pomo uh, baskets there. Kashaya Pomo baskets
0: oh yeah yeah i heard that
4: yep
0: yeah so you know when i was looking at these linguistics um how do you think these you know like julius mosh mosh hmm. like how Kinski, do you think they, i think yeah, how do you think they picked these people i mean they of course they like on my side they picked my my great grandfather jim brown senior mm-hmm. and some other people there but you know it just um Or how they went out to say, okay, these are the people you're going to talk to and get your word list down, you know?
1: Mm. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of hard to imagine. Right. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I think, I think there's probably like other stories, like, like how, um, I'm not sure, like how, say like for Machinsky or even say like uh, Abraham Halpern, Oswald, um, uh, uh, some other uh, linguists that, you know just had a just had a genuine interest for uh for the pomoan languages
2: mm-hmm. that
1: like you know it's hard to imagine like how you know how they ended up coming in contact with people however i feel like you know if you were to like you know probably like read like a memoir about a particular like scientist who came into an area who was like looking at wanting to interview uh, uh native people and stuff and you know their language stories and whatever mm-hmm. um I, w- I would i would i would you know, you probably get a picture of like, OK, maybe that's how they worked it out. Um, like there's a story where uh, with the Pit River folks that there was a lady that uh, that uh, moved, like, you know, she stayed up in a cabin for X amount of uh, X amount of months. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to figure out how to like, you know, uh, build communication <clears throat> with the you know, with some Pit River folks. And so she started she went to the post office and, and she's seen like there was like always Indians over there. There was uh-huh. always Indians hanging around the post office. And and she, you know, she finally uh talked to one of them and they said and she goes like, you know, like are you guys like waiting for mail all the time? They go, No, we're waiting for work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like the hangout spot for them yeah. to like, you know, wait for the rancher to come by and say, like, hey, we need people to like bail hay and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But so you kind of get a picture of like oh okay well maybe they went to like a post office or maybe they went to like you know i don't know the uh the court because there seemed to always be natives hanging out over there like i don't know
0: yeah because they went pretty far i mean um i forget who in 1936 caught my you know great-great-grandfather thomas leon in 1936 like i'm sure he didn't go to the city to record that you know like how you know how did they get down there how they knew you know to talk to him and
2: Mm -hmm. So just
0: um, to leave that behind, because, you know, my mom is Apache and they don't have that. The Apaches don't have what the Pomos have in writing. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have all those. So um, Mm -hmm. I was just pretty amazing to realize how, how many, how much uh, the Pomo have in writing from, you know, archaeologists. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's crazy, man. I would have, I would have thought that there would have been some, some serious like research material on like a uh, Apache language
0: or no, not the way not. I mean, I I've looked and I haven't really found any, but not as much as the Pomo has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not as much as they do. I mean, cause you got some old recordings, you know, of, of songs from like 1906, you know, that they have for Pomos, but I don't, I've never heard that on, on Apache side, you know? And yeah,
1: that's, you know within like within like uh Pomo country man i like i feel like you know say for the lake county folks you know y'all are really lucky for mm-hmm. for for whoever decided to say like you know hey we need to like you know let's bring let's let's put in the effort and bring it up this like huge machine which at that time you know
3: oh yeah you know <laughs> a huge the real machine the real. to bring
1: up so we record these people right yeah that like you know somebody decided to do that you know to mm-hmm. do that uh you know to interview like your ancestors and stuff like for us on the coast it's like we have what we have managed to you know uh what whoever was interested in wanting to take after say like you know the feather and and the cross stuff and all that Mm -hmm. like you know it was pretty much left to fate you know yeah but like but uh yeah because it's like i remember like you know talking to my grandma about like you know dances and stuff like that she goes yeah you know there used to be way more dances you know you had the ball dance Mm-hmm. you had you had the swing dance where they literally had a big old swing in the roundhouse yeah. i'm just like what and she goes yeah they <laughs> had like the friendship dance they had all these different dances but see there was people that were lined up to take after them mm-hmm. but they didn't want it and these were oh, people okay. that were that that did have power right they had power to where it's like you know they you know they they, they were able to heal people in that way you know they were yumpta, you know mm-hmm. but like but uh, she said they didn't want it. She goes, yeah, that's why I say like a lot of families, you know, a lot of families, that's why they're suffering when it comes to like, you know, drug addiction, when it comes to like, you know, what any anything that you could think of that makes, you know, makes a person uh, not so well off, you know, it's, yeah. like it's because a long time ago, that one person turned their back on, on, uh, on, you know, carrying out what their duties were. Right. But, you
0: know, mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, You know, when I look at when I listen to the, uh, you know, the um, the recording of Pomo text words, like, Ah. there's some things that I wish they would ask. Is there anything that you wish they would ask Um, when they were doing this, like, you know, trying to interpret what the what the words were and the stories, you know? Because there's some things I think Mm -hmm. about, like, oh man, I wish they would ask them certain things, but they didn't. It kind of just it was kind of just basic, you know, yellow jacket rabbit uh, arrowhead, you know, and things like yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Um, I think at one time, like, you know, everyday stuff, I'm just like, I wonder, I wonder how they would, uh, word garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I never seen that. I never seen yeah. garbage, you know, but, you know, I think like, I think like, you know, once you kind of feel, feel it out enough mm-hmm. and you, and you, especially when you catch on like to the, to, to the key things, like, you know, how, how would you, how would you create? A uh how would you create a word like that? Because there are some words that that like even though they, they were adopted,
0: have. In Spanish, yeah. huh? Like they didn't oh, have
3: yeah. you mean? Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't have it. Like garbage. Like chair. Okay. So there's a so in uh, central Pomo, uh, there there there. So there's two ways to say chair. One is the uh, the word uh, that's adopted for Spanish, which is silla but mm-hmm. then but then you have um, uh, the the central Pomo uh what was it uh, the central pomo one which would be like a uh, chima kale okay chima kale. so chima is to mount and then kale is that's what it's for mm-hmm. that's what its purpose is and i'm just like oh okay so oh, okay. you know so so if once you get that like so i'm not too sure what kale would be in in southeastern pomo but uh but you know if you look around probably you may might be able to find something like that and and be able to figure out how to translate garbage
0: <laughs> and and that's what they were saying like even with coffee i mean when they when they say coffee they're probably saying black water you know mm. coffee
1: I, I could see that yeah yeah it, so the, the cool thing is to say like for coffee like uh, in Central Pomo, of course, that's derivative of Spanish, which is, uh, which is in ours, that would be a uh, cape, cape. Uh, yeah. Capé,
3: yeah.
1: So the, so the F sound, because we have no F sounds in Central Pomo. And then I think in Southeastern, it's not so much an F sound, it's more of like a puff of air. So like a saying, a fu, a fu, yeah, or the F, fuh. So, um but yeah, ka- yeah, cape, cape. It's so interesting because Central Pomo, it's like the Fs in Spanish or English turn into Ps when it's like you know when it transfers over.
0: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know in the Southeastern Pomo, there's a lot, of, you know, with the X, with the the whole, you know, that that kind oh, of Yeah. Cool.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. We have a lot of that. I, I I mean, I looked at the Central. I don't see too much of that, but I mean, there's a lot in Southeastern Pomo.
1: Yeah, so central Pomo has zero x's and zero long wow. x's. So we have no ths or fuzz. We have none of
0: those. Hmm. Yeah. what because even like I was asking my cousin like like Kashaya, you know, was that a southeastern term? Because when they asked, you know, my my relatives, what's Coast Pomo, they'd say Kashaya. I don't know, just naming a place or mm. just what it was called. You know, I'm. So um, um, uh, Jim Brown Sr. had said, you know, Keshaya.
1: Yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, even during that time, there was there was people that did intermarry with from Keshaya. Yeah. They did intermarry with uh, Lake County folks. Mm-hmm. And uh, prop, prop, perhaps that was like his, the, the access, you know, for them, like, oh, since, you know, there's I know of people that are married from them and they're from the coast. And that's that's the ones that I know about, you know. But yeah, I, I, right. yeah, honestly,
0: I don't know. But the uh I know for a sure for a fact, like Elam and the Coast, you know, where you're from, we did trade a lot because I we did have a couple of, you know, like I don't know who was from your tribe, but Fred Bogus living at Elam that was from the coast. Mm. Uh, my my great grandfather, uh Jim Brown Senior, great great grandfather was born in Manchester. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then and then you know he was at Elam. So somehow they were Mm -hmm. in certain areas you know for them to be up there and come back down so yeah those clamshells too
1: (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. oh okay yeah yeah yeah, because i remember graham telling telling the story about how like uh, people from the valley would come over for the summertime and then they would like i don't know if you ever ever been out to like koa manchester beach yeah like out there on the sand dunes that's where they would camp so before, before they would come out, before they would, uh, go out there, they would swing by, you know, they would swing by the, uh, uh, the rancheria and they would come by and visit with family, you know, cause you know, everybody's related kind of thing. Yeah. So, and so, and then they would go out to the, uh, go out to the, the sand dunes out there and then they would set up camp, do their thing. And, you know, they would do, they would fish, they would hunt deer. And she was telling me that, um, that when they would hunt deer, that they would like, you know. Uh, dress it butcher it and all that stuff and they would take all the meat and they would put it all in these like cheese sacks mm-hmm. and um and then they tie it up really good and then they would uh, dig it deep in the in the side of the sand dune they would dig it in there and then they would keep it in there and by the time that they leave they would you know take it out and it would be uh, treated you know it would be okay. preserved. and so you know so for them to take it back over the hill but, Wow. You know,
0: yeah. So, and, and that's probably a I mean that's a far from the coast to you know uh Lake County, that's pretty far. I mean yeah if you don't have a car or anything that, that is pretty far travel yeah I
1: think I think it's probably like you know I would say like three days three days worth of travel.
0: Yeah that's gotta be yeah three days travel yeah
1: yeah yeah it's like having like you know because you gotta sleep sometimes you, you get tired you
2: know
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah
0: so when they did the uh you know, they did the uh, recordings for uh, where you're from. What what uh, people did they use to get all these word and texts from? Um, Who they interviewed?
1: Let's see. Uh, so, so like the what the collection shows is that they have uh, uh, like actual recordings of uh, uh, Francis Jack from okay. Hopland, and um, what's your name? Uh, Salome uh, Salome or Saloma Alcantra mm-hmm. from uh, from Yakao or Yokaya and uh, Sydney Parish uh, he's he's a speaker from here but he married he intermarried with Keshaya people okay and then um, and then you have Esther Ward yeah Esther Ward and I think that's about it okay you got about like nice little mixture you know you know uh, three women one man so you kind of hear you know you kind of hear it all
0: yeah there was i mean there's a lot like even like uh for our side, even like uh even though they did elam they did like uh, wapo like middletown at mm-hmm. the time they were they were and they had got people there that spoke south Asian pomo so they kind of mm-hmm. mix that in also right so it, it seems like a lot of mixture of words and then some sound similar sound, some sound, you know, uh, way different than others. But yeah, I know for yeah. sure, like coast is is a lot different than than inland Pomo's.
1: Yeah, like the uh, central central Pomo language or uh, Boya, uh, west the west ones.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Boya is like it's like there's like one one or or few things that make it just a little different. From, from the from the valley or Yokaya um, uh, language, so it's like so for example, like, you know, for the similarities, right? like when it comes to speech, pretty much all of it is the same. like, you know, how are you, seeing mama? all that stuff is the same. Yeah, you know Kidi, baset, all that stuff, you know, good and bad, all that stuff is good, all the same. Yeah. But when it comes to say like, when it comes to say like the word for blackberry, yeah. so here we say sayditamo. Titamo Valley, they say huskuntu, yeah. huskuntu.
2: Way different. Yeah,
1: I don't even know why. Except and say like because I don't know why because it's like say titamo is is really really close to Northern Pomo's word for blackberry, which is titimi, <laughs> titimi. And I know for titamo, the tit part means uh a vine or more than one vine so vines is
0: what it means right stickers yeah yeah, yeah. and that's i was thinking like even um the songs you, i feel like we share a lot of songs too you know especially with uh Shakehead and and mm-hmm. other songs and prayer songs and probably Gr- grass game songs i mean i know a lot of like uh bill graves had a lot of songs you know did he did he are those his songs or did he sing some of his songs you know we don't know at the time um but mm-hmm. a lot was his songs but um you could tell like uh my grandfather they caught my grandfather in 1963 my uh, my dad's dad uh to sing songs you know for yeah. Berkeley. so he had yeah. like, a lot of songs on there that really you know that people still use today and yeah. um, and he those are some home songs some are not but he doesn't I feel like whoever recorded him kind of cut out everything that he was talking about and just played his singing. Nah. He, oh. You could tell he was saying something and then it would just cut him off. Yeah. But like yeah. where's, where's oh. all the description at on that, you know, that he was talking yeah. about, so they kind of just, but I mean, just having that recording itself is, it was a big help to you know, our, our, our culture and our community. Oh
1: man. Yeah. Those recordings. I know that there's some people that are, you know, that are critical yeah of uh, of that kind of stuff but at the same time it's just all like you know years ago it's like let's be real here um the the children of that time or the children of those of those people uh those people saw in them that they weren't going to continue it on yeah they, they weren't um mm-hmm. like maybe some maybe one or two but at the same time it's like i'm pretty sure they felt maybe some of them you know, heard that like, oh, like, well, you know, if I'm going to get paid for it, because you know, a lot of times, like, you know, researchers when they would go out, you know, they they were given, you know, the option, or you know, they gave people the option of like, hey, you know, if you want to like make like 300 bucks today,
3: you yeah, know,
1: you'll get compensated for what you share today, and you know, even even research researchers to this day still do that, like you know, when they go over to like PNG, uh, Papua New Guinea, and yeah. record languages over there, you know, it's still kind of the same practice, but I feel like. You know, they're more open. Mm-hmm. Like they get to talk about like if there's if there's anything like that has to do with like you know LGBTQ. You know, like yeah, you know that I'm pretty sure they'd be able to because uh, actually I remember reading this book uh, where where uh, this researcher uh, oh my god what's her name something mm-hmm. Lang she put together a thing where she said that you know I pretty much compiled a like a thing where. Uh it, where it kind of touches on um uh what do you call it? Uh burdashes. Uh-huh. Birdatches. Birdatches being like, you know, like a a a feminine boy. Mm-hmm. But like uh uh but uh, but she was saying was it's like the information on on like, you know, uh what was it on like multiple um sexes? Yeah it comes to uh, uh north american uh indigenous peoples that there's very little to that and because it has to do with like the times like you know gay was not good lesbian yeah. was not
3: good. right
1: no matter how many times these people said they were scientific and and being like um you know like being open-minded whatever you know facts try and fall they never asked them about like like two-spirit people like like let's use that term two-spirit people
3: yeah okay so,
1: yeah but uh but there was traces though in that book where it did talk about like uh pomo people and about how like you know we pretty much uh we were pretty much tolerant tolerant of you know in like a few cases
3: right you know,
1: you know but but anyways so like uh but yeah i mean um what was it yeah with the with what they managed to collect from them i mean like uh it's i feel as though like you know like people just need to chill and yeah just listen like because we don't know everything right and there's so much more stuff that it's in those recordings that we can learn from and
0: mm-hmm.
1: we just need to be we need we need we need to calm down a little bit
0: <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah. i i try to do that too like when i go over there you know um i told my cousins like i moved out here in like in 97 in arizona because my mom was from here and i just i just happened to stay out here you know it's a better job uh Uh, the the living here is better you know just things like that yep but um before that we did a lot of dancing you know I danced with um, my grandma and and uh my grandfather and Nelson started a group you know and I just started when I was like three or like when I can walk I started dancing Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: so um when I when I started going back to California like you know just and my dad had moved back and everything I just kind of noticed a lot of things different but you know at everybody's young everybody's learning and i thought you know i thought it was cool that they were doing stuff like that and there's some if i say anything it might say you know like my cousin would say they label us old heads and (laughs) i don't feel you know i still don't feel that way i feel uh uh just i i'm just so used to certain things now when i go back it's more open i mean which is great i mean like you know more people dancing more people singing um but just also trying to respect it, you know, at the same time.
1: Right. 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 Yeah. It was it like, I was talking to somebody about, about like dancing and stuff what we usually Mm -hmm. talk about sometimes and he was just, and and they were like, um, it's like, you know, you know, they're, they're a bit older. He was like, you know, I remember like long time ago, like, I remember like my grandmother only having one dress. Now it's like every time when dance season happens, it's like they have to have a new dress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they never have the same one. It always has to be different. I go, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was like, I remember like when Graham, like when we would, when she would have her four nights. Yeah. Uh, she would always come out in the same like Moo, moo, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My My grandma had the same one too for a long time. She had a red, one, a black, a red and black one that she, she called oh, war, wow. you know. So right. she had that one, and then I, I would always say, like, you know, the, the leader of the group, he had, like, maybe, like, my uncle or, you know, Uncle Nelson had, like, five sets of Shakehead gear.
3: Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm.
0: I mean, hopefully if you could make it in the top five, you'll be able to dance. Other than that, uh, you could, uh, you know, you, others ahead of you. So it kind of, yeah. you had to get there early, or, you know, they picked who was going to dance. So it wasn't like like, today, everybody wants their own stuff, so you can just get out there and dance. Well, in my day, I had to earn a spot on there to dance, you know. But, again, things yeah. change, you know. Uh, you got to go with the time. So, again, they don't want to sound like an old head, as they say.
1: <laughs> yeah, I you know, it's like, well, it's like, a, you know, when I first, like, actually started looking into crown dancing, it just really mm-hmm. reminded me of, like, you know, uh, feather dance, you know. Yeah. Head. know Mm -hmm. and i was just like it's just crazy like i mean of course you know when it comes to like the you know the gear you know it's Mm -hmm. definitely different man like right but like when it but when it comes but when it comes to say like like even like um footsteps and movement and even like the sometimes like the way how like you know the dance around and the women dance too i'm just like it's just totally reminiscent of for me it's totally reminiscent of like feather and And then I was just all like, you know. um, And I think too that um, that when it comes to like you know making it five people, I think, or even like five, say like five five men, five women. I feel like you know that's a good enough number because you know there's I seen I seen a recording where it's like they had a grip of people. Mm -hmm. They had like a huge freaking group of people, like you know both men and women. Like we're talking, okay, let's give a number, right? Where it's huge, twenty people you know, 20 men, 20 women, yeah, all like all dancing in. And I was just like, dude, I know my throat would like give out really quick. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just like, that's a lot, you know, it's, yeah. it's just a lot all at once, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, and, 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 you know, in, in the video, it was like uh Dave Smith and his crew. And he was just saying that, you know, there's like a lot of dancers and, oh man, like, I don't think I've ever seen it. And I get that because it's like, you know, I feel like it was a celebration for him, yeah. like, you know, you know, being able to like, you know, share the culture, get people involved. And because you're, you know, during his time or during, you know, in his younger days that, you know, and rest in peace to, you know, Dave Smith too, yeah. that like that, um, there wasn't a lot of singers. There wasn't a lot of dancers. Like there was very, you know, there was like, you know, less than a handful kind of thing, you know, and, um. But, uh but it was a celebration for that, but,, yeah, to pretty much do that all the time,
2: mm-hmm. Ooh,
1: dude, man, I'd like I know that would crush the best singer's voice, you know, yeah. just on just on dancing him in, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, man, that's too much
0: well, that's what I always say, like for me, like you know, i you know, my father who passed away, um he was a singer, so I always felt like, um, I was never in a rush to sing, you know, like I've always. I mean, even to this day, i I'd rather dance than sing. I mean, uh, my mom always tells me, you know, you got to move around because when you get older, you won't be able to do that anymore. So, you know, I just keep doing it until I can't do it anymore because I could always sing, you know, and, and dance is more of a comfort for me than singing. So mm. um, uh, I've always been I've always been a dancer. So I really enjoy that. I mean, if I've all if I'll sing if I have to, I always say, you know, but I'd rather I write as they, they slap it on and dance instead, you know, so that that's the way I was, you know, I guess cause my dad was always been a singer. I, I was like, I've always been a dancer, you know? So,
1: mm. but. Well, I'd look forward to dance. I'd look, I'd look forward for singing for you. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I, I prefer, I prefer singing over dancing. Yeah.
0: Well, there's, some, there's some young guys that, you know, uh, younger than me or my nephews that sing really good. And oh, I could see, that's good. I could see why they, they sing the dance, you know? And so, uh, but for me, I think I think for me, out of respect for my father, I would I was dancing a lot, you know, until uh, he had trouble singing, and then he asked me to help him. You know, ah. it came out and said, mm-hmm. "Okay, I'll help you sing," you know. But mm-hmm. other than that, I I've always been dancing, you know, and probably stick to that for a while until I can't dance anymore. But mm-hmm. I, I do love the uh, you know the even like the big times. I miss those and and so uh, i'll come back now and then for ceremonies but yeah i do miss all those uh you know all the energy over there for the pomos
1: yeah man i mean it's yeah it's good to it's good to mingle with the people it's good to you know see people that you haven't seen in a long time i mean that's what they're for you know big times and then uh yeah then like uh kind of uh kind of I feel like you know this is the year where we're going to have like more more options here on the coast when it comes to like grass game tournaments you know oh yeah and um you know that's been uh, I feel like it's been a long time coming and and I feel like for me it's like you know for grass game it's like you know that's 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 just going to add on top of like you know the big times and stuff is you know yeah. for more people to have op- like you know cuz not everybody dances not everybody sings you know but maybe somebody who's like You know who's kind of like a minimalist. Mm -hmm. I mean, even like for grass game, you could you know it could get pretty intense. You know, yeah. But like, seen that, yeah. But like you know, when it comes to like uh, you know, if 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 somebody wanted an alternative, like you know, I feel like grass game would be like there for them or hand game, yeah, whatever, whatever they want to call it. But um, but you know, that's that's there for them to like connect with uh, connect with their culture. You know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like I feel like I feel like for some people, it's like it's an attitude, kind of.
3: Oh yeah, you know,
1: you know they they could like express themselves a little bit more.
0: Yeah,
3: you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Like
0: uh, uh, down here in Arizona, they've never heard of grass game. You know, that's I don't know anywhere else either. But I just know only in California is there, mm-hmm. and and my dad tried to explain, you know, to um his in laws here on how that how grass game goes and the songs but we never really got a chance to you know because i would tell my dad let's get a group from here and go up there <laughs> and, oh you know, yeah and get in there but we never did really get a chance to do that but it's something that you know everyone should experience even you know, non-pomos you know and any need to come out yeah. there and check it out because it's a lot of fun intense and mm-hmm. you love to gamble
1: yeah that's right man put down 50 bucks see what <laughs> happens. Yeah, yeah man you never know you know yeah but uh yeah, it's like when we were uh, we were at the youth camp in Fort Bragg, and there was a guy that you know was like teaching you know teaching youth there how to play like uh, how to play grass game, you know, uh, you know I was waiting for him to like you know kind of like be all, like, "Okay, hey, let's ready to play." And so I pretty much just jumped in, and he goes, "You know how to play?" I go, "Yeah, yeah, I know how to play." And then mm-hmm. like I, you know, the kids ended up running off. There said, "Yeah, his," <laughs> the kids ran off, and they said, "Like, yeah, his bones are too small. Can we get yours?" <laughs> <laughs> And, then he, and I was like, yeah, go get my stuff. It's okay. Come, you know, come back. And then, um, and so like, yeah, we played, we had a good game and there's people that came in there. It's funny cause there's seen some young, some, uh, some young people coming by and they were kind of like looking at first. And then, you know, I'd look at them and then I'd be all like, come sit over here. And then they were just like, no. And I'm just like, don't tell me, no, you just need to sit right here. And then like, yeah. okay. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, that was fun. To- oh, so, like, so the, so the so the head guy that was uh, running the thing that I was just like, yeah, hey, is there anybody, uh, you know, who wants to bet money? Because, like, mm-hmm. we played one game, and I'm just like, yeah, anybody feel confident? Anybody feel lucky today? Yeah. And, then, like, one kid was like, I got $3. And the guy was just like, oh, I'm matching three. And so that was fun. <laughs> you know, yeah. that was fun. know. Yeah, I had him guess and all that stuff. And, yeah, we played two games, you know. Yeah, and I was telling him, I was like, I was like, you guys want to play again? They're just like, ah, oh, again. I was like, yeah, that's how you do
2: it.
3: Yeah,
1: just, just they used to they used to play those all night long until the yep. sun would come up. They would play that all night long.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It was just all like, it's like, so y'all need to work on that. You guys are still young. You can do that. It's
0: all right. <laughs> <laughs> there's a uh, there's an old recording. It's kind of not, it's not a good recording, but it's a little clip of my grandfather Jim Brown playing, uh, you know, singing grass game, playing the game. Mm. And he's got a big old smile on his face, you know, playing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the elders, they love playing that game. I mean, they must have been playing a long time and probably didn't get to do it much, you know, at the time. But, when, mm-hmm. yeah, just seeing him in that uh, video recording, I could tell he's having a great time playing.
2: playing yeah, that it's so
1: fun. It's such, it's, it's such a – it's a fun game. You know, you really get into it, especially – I like to get into, like, kind of tricking people. I remember yeah. one time I did that in Coyote Valley, and I kind of made them upset. But like all I did was like hold my hand out, and then they gave it to me.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then they're just all like, they're just like, um, um, and then uh, and then you know the head person was like, oh what happened? And then I was just like, oh I tricked him. And then he uh-huh. goes like, he goes, well he just showed you the bones, right? He goes, no, he gave it to me.
2: <laughs> and
1: then he's like, oh, he started getting on the other person, and it was open games because you know. When, when we have because you know, the usual tournament stuff is like you can't trick them like that you got you yeah know, there's no finger pointing you know nothing like that
2: mm-hmm.
3: so you
1: want to like because you want to make it fair you want everybody to have a good time you know yeah yeah but uh but yeah man grass game is so fun and and you know it's like because because of uh because of the california archives man i came across uh songs by uh john kelsey
0: oh yeah he's got a ton on there like 10 yeah. Uh, yeah
1: oh man like there's just so many songs on there and it was really cool you know uh coming across those and then i sh- and i think i shared it with uh with Lori uh thomas mm-hmm. Lori with thomas and you know and because she's married to uh i forget that guy's name delbert, delbert thomas delbert thomas yeah so she uh so she's Married to him, and then I and then I, I I forget. I think it was like on a Facebook post or something where she was just like, "Oh yeah, that's like my husband's uncle." Yeah, And I'm just all like, "What?" <laughs> and then I was and then I was just like on Facebook, I was just like, "Hey, would it be okay if I, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: if I could like, you know, learn these songs and because they're really nice and yeah, and I really want to like learn them, you know, and I, and of course, you know, I'm always going to say that these these are from Lake County. Yeah, you know? right these are Lake County, uh, Lake County songs. They belong there, you know, know where they're from kind of thing. And then he's, and then, you know, response to glory from him was like, you know, yeah, go for it. Cause I don't hear nobody learning that. Yeah. You know, cause it's just, it's just gonna, it's just gonna uh, sit there and nobody's going to learn that. And I'm just all like, yeah, cool. Yeah. So, So I definitely sing those. One of the jams, man, like people really like though, which it's like I think they want to learn it, but it, because there's like you know words in it that it's like way too it's like hard. Yeah. But it sounds so good. I, I, it goes like,
4: yo yo honey yo honey way,
1: yo no no like that. Oh okay. That part of it, but because there's words in there, people are just all like, because they get to Yo Honey Way, they get into that part really good. Yeah. But then when it comes to the words, they're just like, <laughs> <laughs> I said, even when it, even when they try to record that, they're going to have a hard time learning. <laughs>
0: yeah. In that um 1963 recording of my grandfather, he he sings some grass game songs on there that are pretty that I still hear. You know, I'll hear once in a while, but so someone. Yeah, there was some of those I know, but then when yeah, I, I saw that of John Kelsey, I was like, damn, this, I mean, there's a boatload of songs, really, too, from all over the place. Ooh,
1: yeah. And, but, you know, and he even says, too, like, you know, there's some, there's a lot of those songs that he knows are even from Cash Creek. Yeah. And just like, that's so cool, man. That's dope. I yeah. think because
0: he had a relative from Cash Creek or, like, one of his aunts married up there, because he, oh. he had a lot of, like, Bolle songs from Cash Creek, too, you know, and so. Wow. Yeah. Cause it was like what right over the, you know, right right behind them on the other side of the mountain. So
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like Ramsey and you know, just all up that way. But mm-hmm. that's where he got his from. My, my my grandfather, I think he probably got some from Upper Lake because his his dad was up there too. And then um mm-hmm. uh, probably from you know the coast because his yeah. mom, I think he was related to somebody up there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of a song that I heard him sing that, you know, I heard um it was on a recording. And then also, like, you know, Clarence was the one that really got or Clarence Carrillo. He was the one that really got me into the grass game
2: because
1: mm. it came from conversation of all like I was just all like, so, you know, you know, we have feather, you know, we got this stuff. But what are some like things that could get like, you know, that only not only meant for tribal people, but can also like, you know, be shared with the other people to where they can participate you know yeah and then and then he you know he talked about friendship dance with that that time i was just all like i don't even know what the hell that is i never heard of that yeah and then and then uh then i remember going back home and asking like my mom and my gram i was like yeah so uh you know friendship dance right and then they were just all like oh yeah that's such a fun dance and you know you you know you get together you dance around the circle it's like a two-step i'm just all like you guys have never talked about that before, <laughs> ever. You have never talked. They were just like, oh, well, I guess, you know, that never came up, conversation. Yeah. But, but it's a really fun thing. Kashaya does it a bit differently, you know. It's like, yeah, it's it's just a really fun dance. And just so like, oh, that's cool. And then he shared with me about like grass game. And I'm just like, what is that? And he was like, it's a, it's a guessing game. And one day we got yeah. together, learned how to play it. And yeah, so, you know, that was really cool of him to do that and uh
0: clarence is a good guy
1: yeah no yeah clarence is a super good dude
0: mm-hmm. but
1: uh but yeah that's how i got introduced to that and then when i came to those songs it was like the, it was the glue you know the songs yeah. are the glue to everything it's like or the soul is the soul it's the glue it's the soul
4: to mm-hmm.
1: you know to the game i always try to tell that to the kids and just all like you know you need to sing like you can't just like sit there and you know i mean you can play and have a good time but you have to sing yeah at some point in your life you have to sing if you want to mm-hmm. play this because the the songs are the soul songs yeah. are the soul of the game but uh but yeah man that's uh you know that's really good that uh you know it go, goes back to the recordings, right like you know yeah the, everything's the like
0: recordings
3: yeah
1: it's just like the old people made their sacrifice and it's and it's time for us to, you know to to really uh because they believed that years later that there might be somebody or someone that wants to be uh, interested in, into knowing who they are. Yeah. And that's why they did all that stuff. You know, I always preach that. And, you know, of course people are stubborn. Yeah. People are stubborn,
0: but yeah, definitely, yeah, <laughs> but I, hey, I remember that time you, know, you me, did that, that, I guess that time you did uh, I think it was on Facebook. I think you were trying to do a, uh, remember when you were trying to raise money for a hand game or a yeah. tournament. Yeah. And you made something? I can't remember what it was.
1: I think it was it was a it was a roundhouse. One was a roundhouse yeah, was was just,
0: out of clay. Out of clay, yeah. yes. Yeah, I saw yeah. like a bunch of slack for that. I'm like, he's just trying to make money for the tournament, you know. And it was just out of it was a bottle out of clay that's not <laughs> that's not ceremonial or you know you're not gonna use for a dance. And it was just something out of clay, and I was I was pretty surprised. How everybody jumped on there like that. I was like, oh man you guys are out of hand here because he's just making a clay roundhouse <laughs> and people were just upset about it and I, I you know it was pretty wild when i saw all that
1: yeah yeah i was kind of shocked too i was just all like you know i i seen people in the past like actually they're just mm-hmm. like oh yeah like you know like i say at iHS right or at cool. skip you know i seen like people like you know see or overheard them say like you know oh yeah you know there's the director here they you know they bought like a a model I made of of, of the roundhouse and they thought it was cool and then they put it like out in the front and people enjoyed yeah. it and I'm just all like so you know I grew up hearing that kind of stuff and I'm just yeah. all, like well I think people would appreciate you know a little clay sculpture to have like sitting on next to their tv or something you know or even yeah. like the old people would really appreciate that but I don't know man
0: it was a small, it was a small, you know, roundhouse out of mud too. Yeah. when <laughs> I yeah. saw that, I was like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> you took a lot of heat for that.
1: <laughs> oh man, I did. Yeah. And then the clapper thing too. And I'm just oh, yes. like, dang, like, I don't even know sometimes. I mean, I don't know, but you know, that taught me a lot of lessons because I understand that in some areas it's like, it is a really sacred thing, but then to like, like say like you know on our side it's like you know um like if if they're not if they're not blessed Mm -hmm. they don't mean anything right like they're just like it's a split stick with like a mouth in it you know a notch in it right
3: Mm -hmm. they're
1: not if they haven't been like danced in or say like they haven't been put in the roundhouse and you know you sang with it and stuff they haven't been experienced any of that stuff they don't mean anything yeah (laughs) and um yeah, I remember because like and it was really cool because I mean, so it sucked, but I ended up having like a really good conversation with other people that mm-hmm. didn't comment on there.
0: OK, you
1: know, it was like one of those things of like, yeah, you know, like, you know, like try not to put too much energy into that. And, you know, this is how this is what I know based on like, you know, how I know about the clapper stick, the high butt, you know, learning all that kind of stuff, like, you know, out of that. It's right. almost like uh, it's almost like our uh, our uh, creation story they ended up finding in those um the text. Right. And how right. This text texts um, where coyote pretty much the creation of the universe was pretty much if if he would have never jumped over those frog women that that poisoned his leg and then ended up where it, all that was left was his head and then running into the bird people and then hit and his head pretty much turning into a baby and then the baby turning into a man and then the bird people killing him. And then
3: yeah, and
1: life after that, like, because, because what was it? They killed him and then they threw his body out of the roundhouse mm-hmm. and then life just happened after that. Mm-hmm. Like, like if, like if coyote wouldn't ever jumped over this frog woman, we wouldn't have had life. Yeah. And I feel like that was like, so that was sort of like my, my coyote moment where I jumped over the frog woman and it's mm. like, let's see what freaking happens, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And, but it seems like um all the tribes, the have, that have, happened, they, yeah. they all had the same coyote story, almost similar. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they did. Yeah. Th- so it's, it's always, always the, the same
0: creation story, almost.
1: Yeah. The, the bird people are now culture protectors. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that,
0: that's how I always feel like. Because even like in those old stories, you know, they talk about the roundhouse and then. You know, like the new religion that came, you know, the bole and Maru, uh-huh. like they said, you know, we're gonna build a roundhouse. It seemed like they already had a roundhouse, you know, that's how mm-hmm. it started. You know, like that's where it all came from was you know, Pomo was and we all had a roundhouse already. So then they start, you know. I, I I think that's not you know, the roundhouse didn't come from Bole and Maru, it came from you know, all those creation stories, all the old songs, all the old you know, ceremonies with all roundhouse. And then, you know, the other, the new religion that came in.
1: Yeah, the new religion came in, um, or it it was like in that same book, you know, I I always bring it up uh, with the uh, 1850 ghost dance where there was informants in there Mm -hmm. about how, like, they were saying that, like, uh, one of them, I'm not sure, I can't remember if they're, like, if if they're, if they're Pomoan or they come from, like, Mm Pesquenta, you know, somewhere I think farther up north where there was an informant there who said that like, you know, it's almost like they mixed uh what was like, you know, in the Bible with what we had already. Yeah. They mixed it to where it's like, you know, because before they said, you know, they still had like the feather dances and they still have all these, you know, the big head and
2: mm-hmm. you know, all these
1: things. But see, the difference was is that you know, people drank, people yeah. smoked cigarettes. You know, stuff like that. And then she and then there was like, there's a reason why they call it the whiskey dance, you know, Mm. because like, you know, they were drinking and and dancing. But now, you know, but now he's like, but when that when that uh, when that idea of of like a dream, you know, a dream dream dance came or like with dreamers and stuff, uh, he was saying that, like, you know, they say that the dreams came to them and, you know, now they came up with a new dance. But he was like, but when you actually see it and you actually know that, you know, what it was before that, like, it's it's the same dance, except for now you can't drink or smoke. That's the yeah. difference. You can't curse, you know,
0: it was you similar know, got, to the old. Yeah. dance. but
1: yeah, he's like he was like, it's still the same, but, you know, just the rules changed. Like, you just can't drink now.
0: <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. then it was more like, you know, uh, you know, praying to the the great grandfather. Yep. You know, it didn't. Uh, have that. It was more. I, have that. I, I heard it was more like because of the Bible of Jesus and God than we yep. went to grandfather. You know, but before that, it wasn't. It was you know the Creator. Or, you know, like you said, the coyote c- creation story and That's things right. like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was coyote. Yeah, yeah. Because even the lady, I think at uh, at the end of the story, she was she was like, "Mule Cabal, that is the one." When we talk about aya that is the one that we were talking about. Is that man who was uh, killed by the bird people, and in and like in a longer in uh in the beginning it was Coyote before he you know his head turned into a baby then a man but yeah yeah that story's wild but yeah
0: yeah it's almost the same like the one you sent I me mean, you know when we did the Thomas Leon was almost a Coyote you know and looking across and the lake and things like that so
1: yeah 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 that, yeah hmm. man those uh, those stories in there are crazy. <laughs> Like like there's one particular one that I think that uh I think it was Thomas Leon who told it was is that I don't know because I just you know when I go through and I like transcribe um mm-hmm. from Halpern's notebook and you know, because right now I'm just in the mission of like wanting to transcribe all of his stuff and be all like here, you yeah. know, it's updated, right? So um, but there's that one story where some it was a woman who was like was like killing people mm-hmm. and she would do it where she would have this big old like pestle and she would like shove it inside of her yeah and and when like the man would go to sleep she would kind of like push it out and then she would like you know kill him yeah and she would, like fly off somewhere else and i'm just all like man like when i'm done with like all this like transcribing stuff like i need to like really focus on like what the translations are yeah. But There's like bits and pieces of that where I'm just all like, that's crazy. There's a couple of times where it's like, I wanted to post it on the language group, you know, it was it the Pomo yeah. uh, language discussion group? But then I was just all like, well, I don't know, honestly, because I don't want anybody to think that, like, you know, I'm just picking it because, like, oh, yeah, she's like pulling like a pestle out of her vagina. And, like, I don't want, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I right. around that, you know. <laughs> I just thought it was neat. Like, that's something that I've never heard of, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 just that's just a wild story that's just something that you know that strikes me as interesting
0: but yeah i don't know yeah I, how'd you get into all that like transcribing it, all those things and all the all those diaries and and again they're so hard too because some of those those handwriting's really bad you know, you know <laughs> yeah. like I, I try to look at them too and and uh their handwriting is very sloppy and i'm not sure if i'm saying it right or yeah know, writing it sloppy and i think they yeah. also have notes in between there too so that makes it kind of hard to uh transcribe
1: yeah so how i pretty much got into it was of course i first started with uh uh going through uh the central pomo uh portion of uh halpern's notebook and uh you know like i kept like looking through it like i always find myself always going back to it even going on the on the online thing, I even, and then at some point I ended up like downloading it on on my computer, and I was just constantly like looking through it. But the one thing that kept like throwing me off was is that he would usually have like a um, like a red like a red um, line under mm-hmm. one of them, and then when you look at like say like the the back page, say like you know you would look at it at this, yeah, and once like say like here's all the writing, and then it has some of the corrections here he would have the corrections on the other side, but in PDF, it would look like this. Yeah. So, so it, so like I just got tired of having to like always look up and down, Mm -hmm. you know, trying, you know, want it, trying to remember like what the correction is. So I ended up, uh, so I ended up transcribing, you know, I ended up like wanting to transcribe that part. I'm just like, I just want to like have like a nice clear vision as to like what the document is supposed to look like with those corrections, you know, Put in there right and uh and the notes and having all the side notes like you know all put in one thing and not so much like just scattered everywhere you know
2: yeah
1: and then uh so that was the start of that and then um i think like when more people were kind of like sharing uh sharing language in the group or even like you know some of my facebook friends like when they would share that i know that are pomoan or that they're learning pomoan one of the Pomoan languages that when they share stuff, they would never, they would never fork over a translation. Yeah. And I'm just all like, like, okay, man, like, I really want to know what that is. Right. And then they they tell me what it is, but then it's just like, uh, but what, but what does this say? What does this part mean? What does that part mean? There's like, what it means this. And just like, no, it doesn't just simply mean that. Like what? And then, so I end up, you know, so then, um, so I was just like, you know what, I think I'm just going to transcribe all of his notebooks. Cause there's like over, I think there's like 20 something, 27 mm-hmm. notebooks of like stories, vocabulary, all this yeah. stuff. And so I could actually get, and you know, Halpern had a really good ear too. You know, he pretty much caught like a lot of, a lot of, a lot of different things, except for it's like my, uh, linguist friend, uh, Dr. Alex Walker, you know, you know, he's definitely been instrumental in be- me being able to like read stuff and. Right. you know knowing what like a freaking like like what a comma what a comma would mean which is like was a regular comma that's like where the hoop is goes this way that's mm-hmm. um or the bend the, the, it bends out you know
4: like
3: yeah like
1: how i'm drawing it right that's that would be the glottal stop and a reverse comma is an aspiration or an h or a puff of air so yeah. you know it's like he, he definitely taught me he's been super super helpful on that you know and then um but uh, but yeah, man, I just got frustrated with people, and I ended up decided to like wanted to transcribe everything and just being all like, okay, I could be, I'd be able to understand that so much better. And it's it's kind of frustrating too when I see some some folks when they share um, stuff about say like even southeastern Pomo because of the difference between a an X and a long X a th and a th. Mm-hmm. Some people would just write it as like a regular x, or they would type it as a regular x, and I'm just all like, okay, like I know that you can use an x after whatever as like col say mm-hmm. like for kol. I know that there's a difference between, but from what I from what I see in the text, there's a difference between a kol and a kol. I know there's a difference between the two, just like how there's a difference the between x
2: and x. And the x and the hmm mm-hmm.
1: I'm just all like, there is a difference, and I'm just all like, y'all are driving me crazy because I just <laughs> want to know what it is exactly.
0: Right. Yeah, those At are least, hard. I, those are hard for me too. The X, you know, like if you're if you're spelling it right, then where am I? You know, I would probably know where it's from, but if it's incorrect, then I might be off on it. You know, and
1: you're just all like, I was like, I just like you say it's water, but yet you keep saying mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because I, I think that's what it is, right? I think it like huh is mouth and huh is water. yeah, yeah, so it's like it's in, that that's why I try to tell people I'm just like it is really, really important since we're in a visual world that you have to have the little X and the long X or I think like the alternative, what would be I think I've seen somewhere where they had an alternative, but it depends on what you like. like if you know IPA the International Phonetic Alphabet or even APA, which is the American phonetic alphabet, you could like pretty much pick like you know what, what is your visual preference.
0: Yeah. You know? But well, that's uh, something I gotta practice on, is that because like th- when I read it, I you know, I have a hard time with it. Like even like with Elim, um mm-hmm. it's looks like a P, but it's not, you know, it's like <laughs> a backwards question mark, maybe.
1: Oh yeah, um, that's the glottal. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Glottal.
0: Right. Yeah. So, I mean, just things like that. Every time I go through it, you know, I've asked you before on, on messaging like certain words or certain um, symbols. Mm-hmm. But I think once I get the symbols down, um, I should be okay.
1: Oh man. like You'd yeah. it, just be, yeah, man. You you would have like no real issues at that point. You know, mm. if anything, like once you get down, say like, say like some phonetics with, uh, or some, uh, uh, Of the visual stuff when it comes to, yeah, when it comes to phonetics, um, that like the only issue you would have at that point is trying to learn, say, like, like Lakota phonetics, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, so what is oh, so like, say for for Lakota, their ho sound is represented Mm -hmm. with the X with a little dot under it, or no, with the X with the with a caron over it, so a little hat, okay, so that's their, and it's the same thing. But
3: Hmm.
1: yeah, so I thought, so that's what I mean by like, like when you know, like, like those kind of things, it's like, you could, you could but pretty much determine of like, well, I don't really like the long X. Like, I think we want to, for us to recognize what the long X is, we could, we could replace it with something else. But see, at the same time, it's like, that's when you would have to like, put in that extra effort and saying that like, okay, like, we're learning from helper and stuff, but here's like some here's like my stuff to where it's just like i want to change that long x into this which takes a lot more time to do it and it's way more tedious and it that's why even my linguist friend says is like you know it's it's best to pretty much to stick with like what's been put in place with little with little changes Mm -hmm. you know because that's just gonna it's just gonna be confusing at that point it already is kind of confusing but yeah
0: if you if you spell it on how it sounds you i think you then you'll because people want to do that too. I think you'll mess up where it comes from, you know, certain certain Great. certain words that it's like, oh, that's the coast or no, that's inland, the way they said it. But it may spell the same if you were to if you were to spell it the way it sounds. But mm-hmm. I think that I think that's where you would lose that, you know, that region where it's from.
1: Right. I th- I think like the whole, you know, because the whole point of of utilizing like Americanist the Americanist phonetic alphabet uh APA is is to is to uh is to definitely uh preserve and hold visually you know those sounds you know it's like you know because and I forgot to mention to you earlier that I host uh central pomo text groups that uh, helps people mm-hmm. uh learn these different things. Like, yeah. you know, what yeah. is what is that what is that hat? What is that uh that C with a hat over it?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um what is that C with the however with a little H on that or with a little hanging H next to it? And, you know, I teach them all that stuff. And, yeah, you know, there's people who, you know, they, who admitted that, like, like you know, they, they felt nervous at first. But when they started getting into it, they were just all like, oh, like, you know, I'm starting to, you know, when I first look at a, a, a V was it? a C with the little V over it. Right. Right. A, a caron S. When I first see that, it's like I know that to be a sh. like it's, it's yeah. happening quicker. And, you know, of course, we only have like class like twice a week, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, but I told him, I said, yeah, you know, when it comes to pronunciation and all that stuff, it's like you have to, re- you have to listen to the recordings, you know. Yeah. However, we're not here for you to sound, we're not here for you to sound good. We are here for you to be able to read this stuff. Right. You know? that, that's, that's pretty much my goal in life is for you to read this stuff and, if you like it enough and I want you to like it enough,
2: mm-hmm. I
1: want you to regularly use this stuff. You know, when you, when you want to like write down the word, I want you to use those charons, you know,
2: mm-hmm. I want
1: you to use those, uh, those glottal stops, you know, I want you to use all that stuff. And what was it Like I told, uh, I told, uh, I told him one time I said, I want you to feel sexy about your language. <laughs> I <was> like, oh. <laughs> but yeah,
0: I, I, I was telling my uncle here from Arizona that, um, like in St. Carlos, there's almost like five Apache bands there. You know, there's like Chiricahua, there's um, Pinal, you know, a lot of Apaches. And today yeah. it's it's fluent down there still, the Apache language. I mean, you go, mm-hmm. when I first worked at uh, Apache Gold um, Casino in 97, uh, security and everybody was speaking Apache. I mean, like everybody there, you know, so... But I was asking my uncle because learning from the pomos, like if they put all the pomos together in one big area a long time ago, we probably would have came up with a universal pomo language. Hmm. I asked my uncle, like, is the Apache language today new? Because from what I know, it's like it's almost similar. We said things differently, you know, like, um, you could tell where they're from if they say a certain word, you know. And yeah. I, I did ask him like, "Is today kind of more universal now?" Are they, which is unique. They put it all together and they all have one language now. um But could you tell where where somebody's from? And he said, "Yeah, I mean, it's still kind of there, but um yeah, it is kind of new the Apache, like the language itself, that because yeah. everybody didn't. We're all uh, speaking the same when they all got together." Yeah. So it's the same way with the Pomo. It's like Elam and you know and Robinson Upper Lake, and if we were all together, we probably would have had a universal Pomo language.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's definitely uh, that's definitely like a an interesting what if. Um, yeah, and, and you know, and I thought about that, and I'm just all like, well, thinking like, I guess it depends. I mean, I don't know because it's like in in I know in Nigeria. They 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 actually made the government made English their uh, their national language Mm. because there's so many different dialects
3: of
1: um, of Yoruba. There are so many different dialects of Yoruba that English is the language that 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 helps them communicate with each other. Okay. yeah. So I don't know if like maybe like like well shit, even now, man, like you know we're you know I think like if you were if you were speaking like Elam and I was speaking like you know boya, you know coast central language, like we wouldn't be able to have a conversation, yeah. however, we're using English to be able to communicate with one another, yeah, yeah,
3: so
0: and I, and I think that's what um one of the notes that thomas leon my uh, my dad's great grandfather, said that he spoke English to um um Big Valley because uh, they sing language. Uh, you know, and so they um because I remember like they would say my grandma doesn't know how to speak her language. Yeah, she didn't know how to speak Elam. <laughs> she spoke Big Valley, you know. <laughs> and and, and, <laughs> and um, they were right, she didn't, she knew her her tribe language, and so I was like, Oh, I wonder why, you know, like they would always speak English, you know, to each other.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: on that old nineteen thirty-six notebook, Tom McLean said they didn't they didn't know their language, so they spoke English. So it's kind of <laughs> similar, I guess, to you know, Nigerian and stuff like that.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, that's where I find like the relativity there. But it's definitely an interesting what if. I mean, uh, I think like you have say like Japanese, which is like the Japanese that say like that you get on um translator, that's like it's a standardized Japanese. So there's still like you know like i guess it would be like like you have american english and then you have uh english english you know right and um you know that kind of stuff i i i think that's what it is but then you have like all kinds of different dialects in china right but then but then they have a standard um um standard uh, cantonese and mandarin
3: Mm-hmm.
2: to
1: where everybody can communicate with each other. So you have people that are like, you know, going around that, that know at least two or three languages. And then, yeah. and then you even, yeah, so. Mm-hmm.
0: But that's the, I didn't realize that either when, when I started working here at the casino and we had, you know, we need an interpreter. And one of my friends was like, oh, and, you know, he's Asian. Like, well, what is, what does she speak? And I didn't, you know, at the time I was like, I don't know, you know, she, yeah. she's speaking, you know, and uh, to me in a different language. Yeah. And, and then uh he goes, because I only speak Cantonese. And I'm like, what the? You know, so and she speaks yeah. speak Mandarin. And I was yeah. like, okay, wait a second. Cause I do know a lot of Asians that speak both Mandarin and Cantonese. Yeah. I, yeah. How do you not know Mandarin if you speak Cantonese? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Oh I don't know. I was like, oh my god, you know help because <laughs> you know help. <laughs> yeah, one of my Asian uh one of the other my Asian friends out there was like, How does he not know? Because she knows how to speak Cantonese and Mandarin. Yeah. Yeah. So he and I was like, you're the only guy I know that just only speaks Cantonese, dude. I don't know where where you came from. I told him. But yeah,
2: it's almost yeah. the same
0: way.
1: That's great. That's that's funny. <laughs> Language is fun. Language yeah. is fun. <laughs>
0: my my grandma, uh my my mom, my mom's mom, she said uh she spoke Apache, uh, Yavapai, and hmm. um she spoke uh, Spanish wow yeah so apaches they they learn um spanish because they traded a lot you know back yeah. in the day, so they had to learn how to communicate so um but yeah she she knew like four different she knew another language too i can't remember what it was but yeah she she was the one who knew a lot wow and yeah so, so i i grew up listening to a lot of you know like um the culture the apache culture the language and mm-hmm. then um but to me Pomo and Paddy is almost the same like I'm very uh blessed to have both sides cuz especially the right. dancing the dancing and singing is really unique on both sides.
1: Right, right.
0: So um just coming from that, you know, it just really uh hel- helps me, you know, in in my way of life but
1: Right. I really,
0: I really enjoy uh the Pomo dancing and singing and and singing here. You know, is those songs you really could get down to.
1: that's really true yeah yeah i
0: heard some songs you know other other tribes you know they're they're really good but like i really want to dance you know apache and Pomo. they got some really my dad would say jazzy songs so
1: that's right that's really (laughs) true yeah man there's there yeah there's some there's some good ones there's some good jams in that yeah yeah what was it um what was i thinking of oh uh so what what kind what kind of gambling game do they play in Apache country, like, was, is it like the same as the where they have shoe game?
0: Oh, you know what? I don't know. Jeez. That may sound bad, but I've never heard of a gambling game down there. Maybe mm. there is. Mm. My mom probably knows. And then she'll probably say, well, you never asked me, you know? So. <laughs>
1: One of those. things? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> mm. You're like, why would I? Like,
0: Yeah. She would come up with some old stuff like uh, like three years ago, I got one of my friends from work gave me an elk hide
2: mm.
0: and I, it was fresh elk hide and I, was, I didn't know what to do with it. So I took it to my mom. I said, mom, like, what do I do with elk hide? And she was like, oh, we got to take it out back. You know, we got to you know, put it over a fence. We got to water it down. We got to get some, you know, she's telling me all this stuff like, you know how to tan hide? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> I go, mom. At the time, she was like seventy, you know, in her 70s, I go, you're in your seventies, and you're fine telling me <laughs> that you know how to tan <laughs> hide. Well, you never, you never asked me. I'm like, oh my god,
4: <laughs> you never asked.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, you'll bust out with stuff like, ah, you you knew that, you know. So yeah, yeah, definitely, like you say, like, well, you never asked me, you know. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, never asked me. Yeah, this, <laughs> yeah this seems a, it seems to be a seems to be a common a uh, common trend yeah 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 but yeah um yeah i was i it was i told to my kids one time it's just like hey you guys need to like uh you guys need to marry somebody from uh one of them dinette people so we can learn how to play a shoe game oh yeah yeah because shoe game is almost like playing grass game except for you know you only get four shoes and then you got one ball and all that mm-hmm. stuff yeah
0: i've heard of it up there but i've never seen it played there's a
1: little, there's a little bit of YouTube action that with that. Mm. I looked that up and yeah. I seen a little bit of it and I was just all like, Oh wow, that is kind of like grass game, except they just play with the ball. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: They use a lot that the Apaches and, and Navajo, they, they have a lot of their, you know, their dictionary too. And they use a lot of that. You were saying the APS or.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah they use APA. a lot of that. APA. They use a lot of that here oh so, good i mean i should be known how to use that but i never realized what it was called you know like even if you look at uh some tiktok videos of Apache Napo, they always have that in there you know in, in mm-hmm. the writing
1: oh man yeah those are those athabascan languages are crazy man like and it's crazy because uh kato is 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 part of the athabascan group
3: and, oh yeah
1: yeah it's like because uh, it's really cool that there's, there's uh, one of my students ended up inviting me to their language group, which he's from Mm Kato. And, um, and I actually got to, I get to experience like, you know, some Kato language and, oh man, do you just like, uh, you know, the, what was it? The, the consonant, consonant, and then vowel is something that like, in Central Pomo and even the other Pomoan languages, like we don't see that all the time. Right. Like these weird ones, like you got like, like like kind of like that or something. And it's just like, that's great. Yeah, dude, it's just, it's just like, you know, you're stressing over trying to say it right. And yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just like, oh man, that's tough. That's a tough, that's tough stuff right there. Yeah. And,
0: And I remember my mom would tell me like, like, you know, a certain word to say in Pomo sounded way cooler than what it sounded like an Apache <laughs> just because, you know, like 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 the word that we said it could be a like a someone's name, but on this side it wouldn't be able to be a name, you know, oh yeah, yeah, it was just it was just tough to say, you know, I don't want to say what the words are, but, <laughs> but yeah, she would, she would tell me stuff like that, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, but yeah, it's very hard down here, you know the, the wording of it, but I mean they all yeah you know, a lot of people still you know like. Seventy percent of people still speak it down here, so
1: that's really good.
0: Yeah, it's pretty strong down here still.
1: No, that's really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, yeah, I, yeah. I definitely uh, kind of, you know, I I feel like I get kind of harsh with people when you know they they're just really about like you know we need to learn it from from like you know somebody's voice. You know, I'm a, you know, I have to I have to hear the word first for me to say it, and it's just all like you know, maybe that's still a possibility, like. You know, within communities where the language is still in the community, mm-hmm. but say for us, the language isn't in the community. Yeah, it's not here. So you have to, man. You have mm-hmm. to like break down and and learn how to read it, and put in that work towards listening to the recordings. Yeah, like you have to break. You have to break down your pride. You have mm-hmm. to break that down. Right. And come and come to a place where you are humble. And, and, and open yourself up to that. You know, right. I had to, I felt like I had, it took me a year to get through that. Yeah. And even sometimes I feel like, you know, I have to remind myself that, you know, Hey, remember, even though this is your language, it's foreign to you. It yeah. really is. And you need to treat it like that. You're learning, a, you're learning a totally different language. You're learning a totally different perspective and you know, you're not going to be right all the time. Right. And, and, you know, and as much as like and I feel like, you know, there's people out there that want to be right, like all the time mm-hmm. and they just can't handle, you know, take they can't handle being wrong, you know. Right. And I, and I feel like with like, say, learning language, the way how we're learning it now, it not being in the community anymore, that um that is it, that it makes it even a, a bigger challenge for us that are willing to, you know, break ourselves down and and, and learn like a, a different t- uh, writing system and learning all these sounds that we weren't totally familiar with when we were speaking English. Right. Stuff like that. It's just like, it, it takes a lot for people to, to, to do that. You know, it's a sacrifice. And I always tell that to my students. I'm just like, you, you know, you being here learning, it is a sacrifice. You know, you are mm-hmm. sacrificing yourself. You're, you're, not only are you sacrificing your time, Uh, you know to spend with you know for your self-care or with your family it's um you're even sacrificing like you know your comfort you're sacrificing your comfort zone right you know and that's a good thing because you know like they like (laughs) oh like you hear uh uh folks from like the wellness conferences and stuff you know every so often you know they pop up videos on youtube and stuff it's just like you know take that healthy risk i'm just like hallelujah take that healthy risk (laughs) (laughs) That's a key word. I'm going to use that
2: from
0: now on. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Even a lot of it's got to do with you know we have a lot you know pomos and you know Native Mary have a lot of pride. So that that's one thing you got to overcome, you know. And a lot of times uh, because you're 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 an elder or the oldest doesn't mean you know everything. You know you you're still learning. So like I I always try to make sure I learn. I mean if if the if the guy I'm learning from is 30 or 20, it, it don't matter, you know. As long as I'm learning something new, you know, Absolutely, that's what yeah um, that they still have today, you know. If I'm if I'm the eldest or I'm the old, I'm older, then you know I know more than the younger ones, which is mm. not always true, you know. So right, yeah, battle,
1: yeah, that thing, you know, what they call it, age ageism, ages ageism, something mm-hmm. like that, where it's just like somebody wants to like you know, they feel like, they feel like they have this authority because they're just older.
3: Yeah.
1: They, they may have seen something like, you know, personally and stuff, not to say that, that, you know, the stuff that they do know is beneficial, Mm -hmm. um, say like, you know, to the grander, grander scope of the community. he's like, but it's just that it's that pride though, man, that pride gets in the way to where it's just all like, you know, it, 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 in some ways it helps us like, you know, be more, be more stern and being able to hold on to things. But when it comes to sharing things, you push more people away that way.
3: Yeah. You
1: know, it's is like, you know, when, 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 you, when you mix in pride and stuff, but, um, it's like a, who was I telling that to I think it was like one of the dressmaking classes where we were talking about something, you know, the wife was there and then, uh, her friend was there. And then, but I was talking to the instructors about something and they're young too, man. They're super young, super young ladies, you know, really, really, really proud of like, you know, that they have an interest in culture and stuff. And, uh, and I said something to the degree of like, where, you know, I feel like, you know, there's times it's like, where, where we try to hold on, we, we try to hold on so much that in, in that, in that process, we let, we're letting it die because yeah. because we're not saying anything we're not sharing anything and
3: mm-hmm. essentially
1: we're we're killing it because we hold on to it so dearly you know right and it and it's uh it and it just sucks man i just i just hope that like you know folks become folks become more comfortable to where they actually have ownership over mm-hmm. their identity enough to where they feel comfortable in sharing and knowing that not every white person is going to make it into like a money-making scheme Mm -hmm. which there's times where i feel like that where i get pretty there's people who like reached out and asked me for stuff and i'm just like well why do you want to know that yeah (laughs) kind of weird like i -hmm. mean
0: and then people would think you know they call you you know you're gatekeeping if you do something like that too you know gatekeeping (laughs) it is not it's not that you're gatekeeping you know it's just something that yeah comfortable with and sometimes Mm -hmm. you know the human generation don't understand that but um, yeah
1: no i get that i mean like you know i feel like i feel like because because not only white people are capable of like monopolizing culture Mm -hmm. you know native people are definitely well uh, equipped to do that too i mean like you know um i feel like there are examples of that um like, you know, there's some people that feel like, you know, they say like they weren't, they learn like a, a couple of ways of like how to read something. Right. But like mm-hmm. using APA or understanding some APA that now they're, they're like, you know, you know, teaching other people, but then not giving any mention to anybody who taught them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then perhaps even turning like it's like, look like, you know, what's going on in Lakota country. Right. You got folks who are like, um, who do know about ceremony and who do like holds, excuse me, hold sweats. But yet, you know, they're charging people a grip of money to participate, you know? Right. And for whatever reason they want to do that, I mean, it's up to them, right? They, you know, that's, that's their thing. But then there's some people like who, I guess, like, I guess the difference would be is it's like, you got somebody who's charging people a hundred bucks, but then you got other people who maybe went to one sweat and are charging people a thousand dollars and 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 then harming people in that process, like right. physically. Like uh first example I'm thinking of is uh I don't know if you heard of that one, which was the uh the dance today in Arizona, where uh it was like the rainbow, it was like the rainbow warrior sweat. It was a guru that ran it, and he was actually a, a host, no, not host, but he was a guest on the Oprah Winfrey show. Hmm. and uh yeah that was wild man there's like like what was it three people and i had to go to the hospital
0: i think someone like had, it. is it when the sweat collapsed or like they're in a the sweat and people passed away in there i think oh might have,
1: i don't know that no there was a know.
0: there was one where his guru was up there and he built like a big sweat and might have been up north of of arizona and uh three or four people died from it um and he got a lot of trouble for you know doing that but yeah it it happens i I see flyers uh, still out here in scottsdale or where i'm in the city i'll see flyers of things like that come out here spiritual rocks and you know
4: know,
0: next time i'll probably just blast them and put them on facebook but yeah i've seen flyers like that
1: that's bad because it's like you know (laughs) like i mean there's that spiritual side of it right where people like you know Mm -hmm. are going to hurt themselves but there is that real life factor where hey dude like like, don't go to that because you are going to get hurt. Like if you're not going to get hurt this time, maybe the next time you might like, right. Because they don't, they don't know what they're doing, man. Mm -hmm. Like they don't know. It could could really put you in a bad spot. Like, you know, if somebody decided like, Oh yeah. Like I went to one peyote meeting and now I could like run ceremony and I'm going to charge like 10 people like 10,000 bucks. Right. Like coming, you know, we could do this whole thing. And it's just like, nah, bro. Like, if you don't have the right person in that position that knows what they're doing thoroughly because yeah. they're even influenced by the medicine too. And they still know what they're doing, which mm-hmm. I think that's an amazing like trait for them. Yeah. That like that. Yeah. Like you could seriously hurt people with that. You seriously mm-hmm. could like, yeah. 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 I'm just speaking but, um, from experience.
0: <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> going, mean,
1: going going to native American church. Yeah.
0: Going, going back to like, you were talking about the dresses like you know classes like i think you know like dresses um for apaches um uh, for the women is a uh, necessity you know they don't mm-hmm. they don't always uh they wear dresses to the store to the you know my grandma yeah and my big, that's all they wore is dresses i mean they mm-hmm. didn't that was everyday wear so um um having class and how to make it that's what their clothing is right So I just want them to know, like, if they're doing up there in Pomo, you know, just that, you know, it's not, it shouldn't be always for dancing. It should just be for everyday wear. Something that Mm. they can wear, you know, if they go anywhere. Like, if they go to big time and they're not dancing, they still wear their dress. You know, like, right um, right. here in Arizona, like, even my daughter, she goes to other people's ceremonies or, or one of the relatives, and she wears a dress. She's not involved, but she wears her dress and her moccasins because it's everyday wear at the ceremony.
4: Right.
0: So, um up there in Pomo, I know I don't know if they're having classes how to make dresses to dance, or just having classes just to make the dresses. You know. So yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it's mixed. I mean, yeah. No, I th- I think most of it is just like you know the cultural stuff. You know, mm-hmm. and and you know, like you know, I was like messaging you about how I was like listening to your podcast and stuff, mm-hmm. and I was you know for research or whatever, and. I thought you and uh, about Zilwin had a really good conversation on that about like, you know, the sacred and, and stuff Mm. like that. And it's, it's, it's almost like it's, it's like a double-edged sword, right? It's like, yeah. Want the culture to continue. Like I think each and every one of us can agree that we want the culture to go go on or even the culture to be, to to fulfill somebody's life to where the culture wasn't there before. Right. Right. So when they get, once they get into it, then, you know, they'll, it'll be a part of their life if they want it. Right. So now it's like, I feel like, <clears throat> you know, the adoption of things is start, you know, the adoption of things are coming into play where it's just like, you know, you do have people who are acting a bit outside of the, uh, of like tradition or even like familial tradition to right. where, you know, to where it's like, you know, somebody within the family, like, you know, shares, shares that information with you. And, you know, to keep it close like that, to keep it close knitted. Right?
2: right. But
1: it's like it's almost like the way how the classes are being done is is almost a reflection of how of how broken we are. Right. You know, bro- broken. We are as a people like broken to where it's just like you didn't have like that grandmother or that mother, uh, that aunt, um, uncle uh, whoever that cousin to be able to share with you within their family of like, you know, how to put together a dress and,
2: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: whatever their familial meetings are. So now it's like, you know, you got people who are, who are sort of like adhering to the call of people wanting to learn things. And, and, and it's, and it's, and it's making its way to where it's like, you know, folks are having to like, you know, I guess like make that, make that sacrifice to where it's just like, you know, they know that if they, (laughs) they know if they like put out a flyer saying like, Hey, making regalia dresses that they know they're going to get criticized for it. <laughs> yeah. you know, But mm-hmm. I, I see, I see the goodness in it. And, and I definitely understand the, you know, the sacredness, you know, right. of, you know that, that really good conversation that you and Butzulin have, you know, that you and Eagle had. So I really mm-hmm. did. I really did appreciate that conversation, you know?
0: I, and, yeah. I mean, that's what we were talking about before. Like I, I'm, i'm glad it's still going on the classes and everything that they're doing right right, it's just right. uh you know as long as they they try to you know explain why they're doing that and the culture behind uh-huh. it history behind it and um i think for me like i i always say before is um i have to really work for my stuff you know and right maybe i feel, maybe yeah. I feel like that's what they should do um because like hey. i say I didn't have my stuff until I was 18 years old. Other than that, I was dancing in right. family stuff, you know? And,
2: right. Yeah. And,
0: and, um, all the stuff that I've learned how to made was just watching, you know, watching and learning and listening. Yeah. And so that's how I got, you know, I learned how to make things, but it was never right. uh, from a class, you know? And so I thought like, well, you know, being, maybe being like a old head, um, elder or something, I'm saying, hey, you guys should do like I do, you know, like, like, you know, my dad used to say, like, I walked all the way to school when I was young, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I hear I, you. Yeah,
0: Maybe I sound like that, you know, I'm like, you didn't walk all the way to school, you know, and stuff like that. My dad would say, yeah, yeah, mom, yeah. I walk all the way down the railroad to get to the school, you know, and, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I don't know if I sound like that to these, the, you know, the, the younger ones now, but, you know, that's the only thing I was saying was the way I got mine is that is you you guys going a way different direction yeah. than, than how i got mine but yeah, i know but, I know times change you know so
1: yeah you put in that time and effort and mm-hmm. put in that research you know you put in like you know all that you know all that heart you put in that soul you know yeah you know, I, no i know i definitely understand that mm-hmm. and it's like what was it uh uh man man i was thinking of something but um but uh it's you know it's I think like, you know, it's probably perhaps the most frustrating thing. I think like what say like I even seen out of, out of that one dance class was is that like at first it wasn't only like, you know, my wife and and uh, and her friend that came to, you know, make dresses or learn how to make dresses mm-hmm. you know, from these ladies that there was like a nice group of people that came at first. Right. And and they like they came the first day you know they made like they went so far into like you know cutting fabric or even starting to put the dress together and then the next day there was only two left right you know what i mean i feel like and i feel like even on their end it's like that that's that's just the and 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 i feel like what was that? i heard later that like you know the people who did that like they it was like uh you know they had stuff going on the next day or there yeah. was some kind of like concert or there was some kind of like fair Mm -hmm. or there was there was all these different there was a warriors game you know (laughs) yeah it was was just like it's just like Mm -hmm. there's all these reasons why they couldn't be why they couldn't be there a second day and i feel like and i feel like uh you know that just goes back to like even those instructors you know they're still having to make that sacrifice where it's just like you know they're they're literally trying to give you the culture man yeah they're literally trying to hand it to you And you can't, you can't even like sacrifice a fair day for you to just learn this stuff in
2: mm-hmm.
1: it. Yeah. So it's like, and I feel like, you know, every I think like if you put them to the test and, you know, they want to, you know, if they want to like, you know, be totally committed to it. And if you see them come like, you know, three days in a row, four days in a row, then you're mm-hmm. just like, okay, man, this person's about it. You know, he's like, you know, like, I feel like, you know, I definitely want to share more with this person mm-hmm. and be able to like, you know, really mold them into, you know, into like, uh, you know, based on what, what, uh, what, what research I put into, you know, what I, what I've managed to learn through all these years. Mm-hmm. And, and hopefully they even capitalize on top of that and do better than me, you know?
0: Right. And I, and I think the instructors are sacrificing, like you were saying, like, cause I know there's some instructors like for dresses and the top knot that are, are really good friends oh, and are relatives. Yeah. So they're doing it in a good way. I'm just worried about the people that are just coming in, you know? And yeah. yeah. Up. Because yeah, I do hear, I did hear about a class might've been a top knot class that um, the first day they started the second day, some people didn't showed up. So they just finished it for them, you know? And I, was, I know. You know, yeah. Like those kind of stories I hear, but again, it, you know, you, uh, the instructor is sacrificing their, their, their sacredness or a lot of everything, you know, to, to teach and. I, I just worry about the students, you know, and what they're, what they're uh, doing with the culture.
1: Yeah, no, that's really true, man. Like that's really true because it's just all like, at the end of the day, it's just all like, you know, you're not only wasting the instructor's time, you're wasting your time. Like, like mm-hmm. either you're about it or you're not right. Like, pick a side. You can't have it all, you know, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like how, uh like how that part where in a, where uh, you and Bud were talking about how there's this guy from Point Arena who had like, you know, had his horns kind of like funky or something kind of mm-hmm. like both styles. Yeah. And you know, he's like, well, I'm trying to represent my people from Lake County and Point Arena. And he's just all like, well, like, like either you, either you're one side or not kind of thing. And yeah. I'm just all like, exactly. <laughs>
2: you
1: know, exactly. You can't, yeah. right. you can't be all these things at once, dude. You can't right. be like, you know it's only it's only it's only possible in uh in uh in like a in like a cartoon mm-hmm. it's only possible in that sense you know
0: yeah
3: it's like it, it would yeah. be
0: like if i was wearing like for me it'd be almost ridiculous as me wearing a crown from apache and wearing a feather from pomo and dancing like oh because i'm well, from both sides you know what i mean that well, would, <laughs>
1: It, it it would be like if you were wearing a shirt that says, you know, like equal equal rights for everybody. And then you saying that like nope, I think the gays all need to be dead. Like yeah. it's you know, it's like it's like it's you have to pick a side, man. Like you can't right. just be everything all at once. You can't. You just can't.
0: You know and that's what I do with uh, you know, like I was asked to make some horns uh, you know, for dancing and um it was more of a co style horn, which is beautiful. But yeah. I, I just, all I said was, it's not where I'm from. It's not my yeah. style. I yeah. mean, yeah, I I probably couldn't have made it, but it's not, it's not my, you know, it's not where I'm from. And yeah. so it, it would be, it wouldn't be right for me to make it, you know? So that's what I usually do is I make sure that if I'm making something, it's, it's from me or from my tribe hey, um, and not from hey. someone else's.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was even kind of nervous when this one person asked me to make them, uh, make them sticks. Um, that was like more like Southern California style. Yeah. It's all like, well, I'm not too sure what, what they look like. Like, do you have like a picture or whatever? And I looked down and I was like, Oh yeah, those are pretty simple. I was like, it's just as long as you're cool with it, that I can do it. (laughs) And I'm not going to like, you know, I'm not going to like, uh, you know, just because like you showed me a picture now, now, now I'm I'm going to like make it as like a part of like my regular yeah. routine of like, you know, making sticks for folks. Like, this is mm-hmm. only for you, you know, I'm only doing this for you, mm-hmm. you know, plus you're paying 150 bucks. So, you know,
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: you know, for, for, for sticks and bones, but yeah.
0: Well, that's what they, you know, like I see a lot was people are talking about culture appropriation, like, you know, people wearing, uh, let's say wearing ribbon skirts that are not, their culture you know and just mm. things like that that's going on in today i mean i know it's hard to see where things come from i mean because like you know i i like native stuff any kind of um things that are made but you know is i gotta make sure what i'm wearing or you know who's it from is it my tribe you know and things like that so i know there's right. a good thing that's going on here too in arizona that's like that you know a lot of a lot of people that's just taken from one another and then make it their own so
1: bro that that uh yeah. that native pop culture yeah i mean it's just like you know it's it's indian tacos it was indian tacos now it's you know ribbon mm-hmm. skirts
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah over here they have a, uh, you know there's navajo tacos oh, and, always yeah, navajo tacos. <laughs> uh, and then um, <laughs> when i came down here i never had they call it down here they they call it apache burger Nah, nah. You had a patchy burger. I mean, a, uh,
1: I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they call it an Navajo burger. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like later on, I heard it was, it was Navajo burger, but it's it's, it's 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 fry bread, right? And you get two patties in there, uh, mm. you know, cheeseburger patties. You want them, and then you put lettuce. And yeah. you, know, you fix it, and you just eat it like that.
2: Yeah, a, a see it like taco. that
0: yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I had that before, and uh, yeah, a pie. You made it. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> how you, how you <laughs> uh, how pie you burger.
1: Uh-huh. you burger now, tell us.
0: Oh right. That's some funny stuff,
1: dude.
2: But, yeah. Um
0: well, I was gonna say, do you have any um uh song to close out with while we end this episode? One of your favorite mm. grass
1: game song, song? or anything? Sing a grass game song. Hmm, let's see. What was it uh yeah, I could sing that one jam that I was singing earlier. I kind of like chopped it up because I wanted okay. to get to the words to kind of prove a point. But like, yeah, like sing it all the way through, like how it's supposed to go.
0: All right, let's hear it.
1: Sing, sing it four times so it could be sacred. Nah. But <laughs> uh, what is it? Yeah, so here we go. Sing a grass game song from from the from the lake. Grass game mm-hmm. song from the lake.
4: Yo, honey, hey, yo, honey, way. Yo honey yo honey way, yo honey yo honey yo honey yo honey yo you no man no you no Yo honey, yo honey, hey yo honey, hey yo honey, hey yo honey, yo way. yo, yo no man no man no you no no yo honey, yo honey, Yo honey, way, honey, way. You, honey, way, yo, honey, You, honey, way, honey, way, yo, honey, way. you, 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 can you, Yo, honey, way, 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 hey, cane, cane, no man, no man, no you no man, yo, honey, way, yo, honey, way, yo, honey, way, yo, honey,
0: way, oh, oh, all right, thanks, Sal, thanks for your time, man. So I'll I'll see you up there hopefully this year.
4: Yeah, man, it'd be
1: cool to see you. Yeah, actually see you in the flesh and stuff. Yeah,
0: man.
1: I still listen to your original.
0: Oh, uh, Strictly
1: Native. I still listen oh. to that.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank a, you.
1: Yeah, such a great, such a great album. I remember when it first came over, like you know, word was spreading kind of around and made it to our res.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it was like we were just so like, oh man, like it's like from here, like it was, like, yeah. Homo and it's like you know you know that name all connects us right so you're just like dude it's so badass
0: yeah most of those most of those songs that i wrote back then were just hanging out up there you know so mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right dude
1: yeah. yeah i keep it i keep
0: that yeah <laughs> uh, all right Sal well you have a good night man thank you for your time yeah yeah thank you Thank you all for tuning into the Fight for Existence podcast. If you guys want to keep up with the podcast in general, what you could do is follow the social media account. The Instagram account is going to be Fight for Existence again. That's Fight Number Four Our Existence. Go ahead and give that a follow. And if you guys have any questions for us or you guys would like to be on the podcast in the Instagram, there's a link. Go ahead and click that. No matter what kind of platform you guys are listening to this podcast on, there's always that plus or that follow button. So go ahead and click that so you guys can get notifications when we upload our next episode. And if you guys are listening on Spotify, what you can do is go ahead and rate the show. And if you guys are only listening on Apple Podcasts, what you can also do is write a review for the show. Thank you all for tuning in to the Fight for Existence podcast, and we will talk to you next time.